Yeah, hallelujah. I believe this is fertile soil, good ground to sow into. Amen. Amen. I believe for your hundredfold harvest on every dollar that comes into this ministry to support it. Amen. I pray over every offering and I expect that for you. The Bible promises us a 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Why not believe for the best? Amen. You may say you've received a hundredfold on every seed you sowed, Eli. Well, not yet, but it ain't over yet either. Amen. But I have received. Glory to God. God doesn't want you to give without receiving. Giving and receiving are always linked in the Bible. Amen? Amen. When he tells you to give, if you give, he will reciprocate more back to you. I guarantee it. It's always worked for me. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Good ground. Matthew 6.26 says this, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into storehouses or savings accounts. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them, the birds? So God meets all their needs and ours, but he's given to man the privilege of sowing and reaping. Amen. So he meets all our needs, but sowing and reaping takes us to new levels that we couldn't have got to any other way. Amen. It's a principle in the word of God that worketh, and it works for anyone who worketh it. Amen. It works. Can anyone attest to that? Giving and receiving. Has anyone received from something they gave? Amen. It's spiritual law that cannot fail. Amen. I think it's the most surest investment you can make is in the kingdom of God. It always pays. Amen. Stock markets are iffy. <laughs> Amen. They rise and they fall. But the kingdom of God remains steady. The word shall never fail. Amen. So if you sow, the word says you shall reap. You're in due a harvest. Amen. So claim your harvest today. Amen. Don't give in vain. Every good farmer sows strategically. Amen. And he lives from his harvest, not his seed. Yeah. Money is always seed. And you can't outgive God. Amen. Genesis 8.22 says, As long as the earth remains, so shall seed, time, and harvest. Amen. So if you'd like a receipt for your giving, just give us your information. Um, your in giving statements are going out. Thank you for joining us on Facebook. We had, uh, I think it was about 700 viewers last week on last week's service. So glory to God that the word's getting out. Amen. And after this service today, we're planning on ministering down in Laguna Beach if you'd like to come with us. Amen. <laughs> so who is ever available and whoever wants to do that, let's do it. It is the 29th, correct? <laughs> All right. Good deal. All right. Amen. Amen. I also have some reference cards. Um, don't forget me. Uh, remind me to give these and talk about these at the end of the service. These are a good card to have. I'll talk about them right now. Amen. I got these from Riley Stevenson. Hi, Riley. Uh, he's the evangelist at KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries down in Fort Worth, Texas. And we've become good friends. And uh, this card has worked for me. I've gotten um, over 240 people saved using this card alone. So I know it works. Thank you, Riley, for this resource. Um, it's a good resource to have. I, I, when they first gave me these cards, I took a picture of it and put it on my phone. And then I just ministered with my phone to people one-on-one -on, -one on the street. And um, it got to the point where I just memorized it. So then I don't need the card or the reference. I can just communicate with people. Amen. But I feel like a lot of people want to say something to people and tell someone about Jesus but they don't have a resource to do it with. They don't have a tool, and yeah. this is a good tool that I've proven. Otherwise, I wouldn't be giving them out, amen? But um, I'd like everyone to have one, you know? It's a good, it's a good starting point for a conversation, amen? Because every one of us, wherever we've gone, have had that unction from the Holy Spirit. Say something to him. Talk to this person, consult this person, tell them about Jesus. But how do I do that? Jesus, you know? So this is a good reference. Three questions, bada bing, bada boom, it's done, amen? So don't forget me to uh, give you one on the way out, all right? Would everyone like one? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So Lord, we just pray over our offering this morning. We thank you, Lord, that the sower becomes the reaper. We thank you, Lord, that we cannot outgive you, that we expect a hundredfold return on every seed we sow. Our time's important, our money's important. There's more verses on money in the Bible than any other subject, so it must be important to you. We thank you, Lord, for establishing all the work of our hands, for giving us more to give with, more to sow with, which means more to reap. Amen. We thank you, Father, that the kingdom of God can never be extinguished, but is always on the move, always on the rise, on our behalf, for those who are doers of the word. We give you the praises for it. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. 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 So we've been talking about worry. 
and letting go of worry and not worrying in 2019. This can be a worry-free year from you, Jan. <laughs> a worry-free year, amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We can do it. Jesus said it. That settles it. He expects this from us. Amen? He doesn't expect us to be bogged down with worry. Amen? Or sorrow or cares. He says, be careful for nothing, casting the whole of your care on him, for he cares for you. So now he's your caretaker. And like I said, he won't take money from you and he won't take care from you. He's a perfect gentleman. Amen? He can't take anything from you unless you freely give him it. Like your life when you got saved. Amen? Why doesn't he just save everyone? Well, he already has in his opinion. Amen? Amen. But he gave man free will. Amen? Amen. We receive freely. Amen? So we give him our lives, then he takes them. Amen? But he can't move without us. He can't intrude on man's authority, man's behalf, without man's authority. Amen? Same in every area of life. Amen? So say I'm healed. healed. Say I'm rich. rich. Say I'm a citizen of heaven. And an ambassador of Christ. Ambassadors ought to look good. Amen. Amen. I think you all look good this morning. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you hiding on Facebook, I bet you look good too. Just come on out whenever you get the chance. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matthew 6.31. Matthew 6.31. Glory to God. Thank God for social media. You can be social without being social. <laughs> we love you. Mean it. All right. Matthew 6, 31. This is the key to taking worry and sorrow like we've mentioned before. Jesus, words in red wind, these are his words. He says, therefore, do not worry, saying. This is how you take care. This is how you take stress. This is how you take worry. This is how you take everything in life. This is how you take poverty, how you take lack, how you take sickness, how you take disease, how you take health, how you take restoration, how you take life in full, is by saying. This is a huge key in the kingdom of God and on the earth. Amen? Everything we have, we took by saying. Everything we don't have, we haven't said yet. We haven't been convinced ourselves yet by saying it. So therefore, do not worry saying... What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, or his way of doing things, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus said, In this life you shall have tribulation. But, that's a big but, amen? But, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. He's already overcome every circumstance, every test, trial, affliction, and obstacle me and you will ever face in this life. It's an eternal work, and he said on the cross, it is finished. It's finished in his eyes. Amen. It should be finished in our eyes, too. Amen. We can live a healthy, full, free life in him in every area. Fear-free, worry-free, toil-free, sick-free in Him. And it's only through Him. The world's trying to get all this stuff, and all they need is Jesus. For God so loved the world, He gave. He's the original giver, the original Jew. (laughs) El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Amen? He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn or to even judge the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And Jesus said, I come to give you life and life in full. Life in full abundance. Amen. He said in John 10.10, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, Satan is the God of this world, the thief, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Jesus is the first step to your well-being. He's the first step to your prosperity. He's the first step to your health in every area of life, relationally, physically, mindfully, and spiritually. Amen? He took care of the whole body, the whole person, the whole package. We're a trinity just like Him. Body, soul, and spirit. Three parts. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Made in His same exact image and likeness. We're three parts just like he is. 
Isn't that awesome? So you have to attend to all three parts. You have to nourish your whole, all three, not just your body, because your body has a lifespan of 120 max, the Bible says. Amen? But your spirit doesn't have a lifespan. It was created and intended to live forever. You choose the destination, hell or heaven. Amen? There's only one sin that won't be forgiven man, just one, and that's to reject Jesus. That's the only thing that will send men to hell, is to reject Jesus. That's the only unpardonable sin, is to reject Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father, but through me. He laid down his life, shed his own blood, so that you could live through it. Amen. Forever. Forever. Life in full on the earth, and life in full in heaven. Heaven's good news. Amen. Amen. Especially in these end days when things are getting so rough and so tough and gruesome even. Heaven is good news. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to heaven. And if you haven't, just say this with us on Facebook. Let's all say it together. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my life. Amen. The Bible says, who shall ever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved in every area. Redeemed from sickness, disease, poverty, lack, fear, and spiritual death. Death should have no more sting on you. The fear of death should have no more place in your life. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What a gift. Amen. I'd depart right now if I could. Amen. That's the place to be. Glory to God. But he has you here for 120 years for a reason. Amen. Genesis 6 says that. Your days shall be 120. God never revoked that. Man may say different, but God has always said, 120 is your lifespan. So expect to go all the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Matthew 6.31, you take cares, you take thoughts, you take these things by speaking into them. Refuse to speak into them, you won't be sick. Amen? Don't take sickness by saying it. Never call in sick. Let your yea be yea and your no be no. I'm not going to make it in today, period. You, know, you owe no man anything but to love him, the Bible says. You owe no explanation to any man but to love them. Hallelujah? Jesus said, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Anything more of this is of evil one. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you. <laughs> You're blessed. Go with me to Mark 11.23, will you? Mark 11.23. What a hallmark verse this is. Amen. Again, words in red wind. These are the words of Jesus to his disciples. That word disciple literally means disciplined one. So there's a difference between Christians and disciplined ones. There's a difference between a Christian and a disciple. Amen? Disciples discipline themselves in the Word of God, according to words in red, according to Jesus. Disciples are the ones that discipline themselves in Him, in His Word. That's the difference between a Christian and a disciple. Say, I'm a disciple. You're here on a Saturday morning attending to the Word of God. Amen? I believe you're a disciple of Christ. Hallelujah. Not too many people put the word first on a Saturday morning. Amen. I believe you will get rewarded every time you come here. Mark 11:22. We'll start there. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, or literally have the God kind of faith, which he freely gave you when you got born again. It says God gave you the measure of faith. The moment you got born again, you received the God kind of faith. And now the Bible says the just shall live by their faith four times in the Bible. It says that same exact phrase. You're living by your faith now. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So disciples live by their faith. You have now what you believe. You don't have what you don't believe. Amen. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Faith works through the tongue. We'll see that here in this passage he's giving us. Amen. Amen. Faith works through speaking in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. God said, light be, light was. He released his faith in words. And Ephesians 5.1 says, be ye imitators of God as dear children. Releasing your faith through your mouth. Releasing your faith through your words. Creating your life through your own spoken word. Amen. Proverbs 18.21, life and death are in the hand of your tongue. Not in the hand of God's anymore. 
He gave man authority, right? Not in the hand of Satan's. He's fallen. He's not a man. Man has authority. What man says comes to pass on the earth. Amen? So what you say, you have. Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith, Jesus says. And verse 23, For assuredly I say to you, assuredly, that's definitely will be a strong word. I say to you, whoever says, there's one says right there, to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea. Any hindrance that's in your path, amen, he's talking about here. Whoever says to this mountain, whether it be debt, whether it be a circumstance, an affliction, a trial, a test, a disease, whoever says to this mountain, so you have to speak to it, is his first point. Beaver, you can't just think it out of the way, like Spock from Star Trek. <laughs> Amen? You have to say it. You have to speak to it. This is the key. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his head, no, in his heart. Doubts can come to your head. That don't matter, amen? Just don't take them by speaking into them. Again, you take thoughts by saying. Doubts can come to your head, just don't talk them. Don't say them, and you won't have them. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, that's two says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. That's three says. His Ephesus, his point here on this lecture and sermon, is to get us to understand we have whatever we say. Believing is not enough, he says. Belief is in here once. Saying is in here three times. The emphasis is on what you say comes to pass. Just like God. God didn't think the heavens and earth into creation. He spoke them out loud into creation. Everything you have and don't have comes through speaking. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You can either speak life over yourself or death. And you'll have what you say. You can trace that back to almost probably everyone who's died prematurely. They've spoken themselves to death. I hear it all the time in the church and outside of the church. Complainers die early. Rejoicers and praisers who continue to speak the word live a long, satisfied life. And the choice is ours. Amen. He's not going to do it for you. He gave you authority, amen? You're your own boss. He told us that in the blessing. You shall be the head and not the tail, above only, not beneath. What you say comes to pass, amen? Not what the words of others, but what you say, amen? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn and cast down. But what you say comes to pass. Amen? He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask or say when you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them. I prayed, I received. But it's not here yet. Jesus' words come through in red and in victory. But you will have them. But you will have them. Just stay in faith. From amen to there it is. It's called faith. And through faith and patience that undergirds your faith, they received all the promises of God. Without faith and patience, no promise. So stay in faith. That's how much we need the Word. Amen? That's how much we need teachers of the Word. It's the greatest need in the body of the Christ, is the teaching of the solid meat and milk of the Word. Just the Word, amen, does the work. Not man's opinion of it, just Him. Amen. The Word does the work. <coughs> Stick with it. Stick with the Word. Stick with the sword that does the job. Amen. You'll have whatsoever you say it. And whenever you stand praying, here's the cliff note. Don't forget verse 25. Amen. Amen. So your faith works by this verse right here. Your faith won't work without this verse attached to it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, <laughs> forgive him. <coughs> or forgive her when you stand praying. So don't expect your prayers to come to pass with resentment and offense and unforgiveness. He's saying here the key to answered prayer is forgiveness. The key to answered prayer is love. The key to faith is love. Faith won't work in an unforgiving heart. It won't work in a bitter heart. 
It won't work with past hurts and resentments stored up in it. You have to refuse and get rid of that clutter through the Word of God, through the washing of the water, through the Word of God that washes away all that clutter, all that hurt, bitterness, and resentment so that you're able to forgive with the forgiveness He forgave you with. We forgive with His force. It's not of man. It's not of us. It's the agape love, the agape force that forgives through us. That's what we have access to. That's what's in us now. The world cannot do this. The world will die in their offense. Amen? But if you have the agape force, the love of God abiding in you, you can forgive anyone and everyone who's ever wronged you or whoever will. It's an eternal force that works forever. God is this love. He is this, and He's in us. You have the power to forgive, amen? Amen. So we do it, and our prayers come to pass. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. So this is B.C. before the cross. Now we have his forgiveness to forgive others with. It's not just up to us anymore, amen? It's him working through us, his love working through us, which is the first fruit of our born-again spirit, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good to walk in love, amen? Because faith worketh by love. No love, no faith. No faith. No results. Amen. God is so rich. And go with me to James 3. Lindsay, do you have that in the message? I'd like to read it from the message paraphrase. I just read it for the first time the other day. Thanks, Lindsay. Always on time. Flies back from Kansas City. To hook me up with this message. James 3, 1. We'll start there. Don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. (laughs) Teaching is highly responsible work. Teachers are held to the strictest standards, and none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of their life. Sound speech, sound life. Sound speech, sound life. Write that down. Sound speech, sound life. Corrupt speech, corrupt life. You'll know a tree by its fruit. You can hang around anyone for just one minute and tell exactly where they're at. Sound speech, sound life. Corrupt speech, corrupt life. You'll know a person by by their speech. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. The lesson here in Mark 11:23 is after Jesus spoke to those fig, that fig tree and it withered away from the roots, the Bible says. It was dried up from the roots overnight because he cursed it from his own lips. Life and death are in the power of your tongue, man's tongue. Amen. So they can build anything up, your words, or they can tear things down. You want to build your life up, amen. You never want to speak against yourself. You never want to tear down your life. The devil will do that for you. You have to be against him, amen? You have to say, I was created in the same exact image of God. He loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. I am loved, I love myself, and therefore I love my neighbor as myself. To believe the love, amen? You have to believe you're loved, amen? that you were created for a purpose, for a reason, and that every hair on your head's numbered, and that no one will ever have your thumbprint. Ever. That's how unique and special you are. You have to believe that about yourself. Yes, you have to believe in yourself to love yourself. Amen? Again, there's enough unbelievers to unbelieve for you. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord just like David did. Notice it says he encouraged himself. 
That's built himself up. God wants us to build ourselves up. That's not pride, it's growth. That's not, that's, that's humility. Amen? That's true humility. Humility in the Bible literally means quiet confidence. Confidence in who you are in him. Amen? So never, ever, ever talk against yourself. God tells you to encourage yourself. David did it. It worked for him, didn't it? I believe David had good success. Amen. I took too long. How can I get this back on the screen without a passcode? What's the passcode? Plug your ears. No, I'm just kidding. One, two, one, five. One, two, one, five. Okay. Thank you. I'm changing. Sorry. Verse five. It only takes a spark, remember. Again, we're talking about the tongue here, your words. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do just that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father, and with the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his same exact image and likeness. There should never be judgment on your lips as a Christian. The world shall know us by your love. The day the Christian gets over judging others is the day the world will come to him. Amen? If they can go to church and see their brothers and sisters love each other and not speak an evil word about one another, that's the day they'll want to be a part of us. Amen? If they don't see that, they won't come in. Amen? Jesus said, the world shall know you by your love that you have for one another. Love does not judge. Love is unconditional. It's not judgmental. Amen. Love received the whole world. And guess what? We were a part of it. Amen. You remember when you were deep in sin? You remember that? Not one person was ever born without that except Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He was the perfect sacrifice. So don't judge because you've already been there. Love. Like he loved you to bring you out of there. Pull others out of the pit by loving them, not judging them. The moment you judge another, you condemn yourself. Now you've thrown yourself into the pit. And now you need someone else to help you out of the pit. To love you and not judge you. Amen? Do you see the trick and the cycle the enemy plays? Do you, do you see what the side God plays? Encouragement to always uplift? You can't uplift others without feeding and uplifting yourself. Amen? The Debbie Downers of the church and of the world don't feed themselves. They don't love themselves enough to take care of themselves, to nourish their self, like we're here, we're here this morning doing. Feeding ourselves on the Word nourishing ourselves so that we can be Christ on the earth, so that we can uplift the world, not condemn it. Amen? And especially in the church, because this is where the action's at. This is what the world should be looking to for everything, is me and you. Amen? We have what the world needs. Jesus. Amen? One, two, two, two. One, two, one, five. <laughs> new phone, new account. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We're not broadcasting live to millions of nations. And <laughs> Hallelujah. Moving on. All right. All right. Verse, uh, we're in the message on James 3 here. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 7 through 10, curses and blessings come out of the same mouth. It's not to be so. This isn't to be so, he says. My friends, this can't go on. 
a spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish or dirty water the next day, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cold, running water, are you? <laughs> Do you want to be counted wise? To build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well. Live wisely. Live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk, that counts. So your words are always backed up with actions. <clears throat> you should have so much trust in your words which is called integrity, that you immediately back them up. You believe what you say you'll do. If you don't believe you, you'll do what you say, you won't believe God will do what he says in his word. It's as, it's as simple as that. The more you back up your words with action, the more you believe he will. Because he hastens his word to perform it. But again, it starts with us. It starts with integrity built within us. And we do that ourselves, amen? We build our integrity. Hallelujah. We have a place. We have a responsibility as the church. We're not cruisomatics. We're charismatics, amen? Glory to God. Charisma, class, integrity. Every king. Servants attend to his every word. He does what he says. Amen. How much more created in the likeness and image of the King of Kings should we back what we say we're going to do? People should know us as men and women of integrity. They always do what they say. Amen. If I tell my children I'm going to take them to Disneyland, it's going to happen. Amen. You always back your words. The world's looking for that kind of loyalty. Businesses, CEOs are looking for that kind of people whose words matter, whose words make a difference. It's the word man that gets promoted, amen? Amen. Let your words matter. Your words carry great weight, and you choose what you put in them. They're seeds and containers. Faith, fear, doubt, worry, unbelief, love. You choose what you put in your words, amen? And they will come to pass. Amen. So live well, live wisely, live humbly. It's the way to live. Not the way you talk that counts, but the way you live. The way you do what you say. Mean-spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you are wise isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourself sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning, devilish conniving. Whenever you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other's throats. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. Loving your neighbor as yourself is the royal law, the royal commandment. Amen? This is what the Christian life is characterized by love. If they, again, if they don't see the love, they're not going to come to us. They're not going to come to Him. We're the ambassadors of Christ, His love. Amen? If we don't love, the world's not going to. Amen? We're commissioned and commanded to love. Yes, sir. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Amen? And disciples heed the commandments of God and do it no matter what. No matter if they feel loved or not, we're not moved by feelings. We're moved by faith. Amen? We love unconditionally no matter what. Love has great dividends. It has great rewards that come with it. Amen? He wouldn't give us the royal commandment, the commandment, without reciprocating blessings to us. It's to keep us blessed. It's to keep the blessing moving through us and from us into the world, and especially into the church, which should be the love center of life, the church of God. Amen? This should be the epicenter of love when we come together. Amen? Each candle, each one of us is illuminated by the candles and the illumination of others. This is the love center of the world. Amen. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced. 
You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. So you have to put in the labor. You have to do the work. Cruzomatics are out. Amen? There's responsibility. You have to literally tie yourself to the cross and obey the love commandment. Jesus loved himself all the way to the cross, through hell and into heaven. He called us to do the same thing, to love ourselves all the way in, and to love as many people in as we can. They'll know us by our love, amen? They'll know us by the royal law he gave us to do. If we don't do it, we're in sin. Every step outside of love is a step into sin and disobedience. You're not going to get blessed in sin and disobedience by your Father who is love. If you stay in love, you stay in Him. Equals blessed. Amen? <laughs> Everybody gets that, right? That's simple. Glory to God. Uh, we'll finish with Matthew 6, 24. How about that? Matthew 6, 24. Do you want your phone back? There's 4%. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Hallelujah. Gotta love the gift of administrations in the church. <laughs> Matthew 6, 24 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, this is Jesus, words in red wind, and does them. Again, there's a difference between hearers and doers. It's the doers in the church that get blessed. It's the doing Christian, the lifestyle Christian, who's made the Word of God their lifestyle, who's blessed in their doing. Not just hearing. There's a ton of hearers. There's not a lot of doers. We need doers in the church. Those who are doers of the Word, who act promptly and obediently with what the Word says. These people get blessed in their doing. Not in their hearing, in their doing. You only remember the Word you do, not the Word you hear. You have to put action to your hearing to recall it and to keep it in you. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Again, the wise man is the doer of the word, not just the hearer. Who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. So you can sit under the word of God your whole life and still be foolish. That's what Jesus is saying us here. Will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell, and great was its fall. And verse 28, And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as how to hold authority and not as the scribes. He's teaching you here your authority is based on your doing of the word, your speaking of it, and your action that follows it up. This is how you maintain authority of God on the earth. By being a doer of the word. By speaking it, then doing it. By hearing it, then saying it, then doing it. You'll have what you say. You'll do whatever you say. I've given this illustration so many times. But when I go home, I say, I'm going to the store, honey. My body turns and heads to the car. It's like a little rudder that's controlled by the key of my tongue. I'm going here. My body follows. Whatever I say comes to pass. I do what I say. Amen? So you have to be a doer of the word. You hear it, you speak it. That's how you receive it. Once you receive it, you do it. That's how you retain it. It's cyclical. It's cyclical. That's how you build the word into your body, into your system, is by being a doer of it, not just a hearer of it. Again, the process is you hear it, you speak it, then you do it just like he does. He's a performer of his word. Shouldn't we be? We're made in his image and likeness, amen? Psalm 41, 45.1 says this. I love this psalm. This is David speaking. My heart is indicting a good matter. 
I speak. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. My heart is indicting a good matter. It comes from down here. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You write your own course in life. Amen. You'll do what you say, not what you hear. Amen. Habakkuk 2. We'll end with this for New Year. Habakkuk 2. Everybody should have a cook. <laughs> Just kidding. Have a cook too, too. Right before the end of the Old Testament. Right before Haggai. Habakkuk 2.2 says this, under the, the preference, the just shall live by faith. That's us, amen? We're the just now. The just are made just through the blood of Jesus. There's no other way. The Jews aren't just. They don't have the blood. Only Christians are the just now, amen? You're the righteous. There's only one way to be made righteous. It's not through religion. It's not through works. It's through the blood of Jesus. He was the sacrificial lamb, amen? That's the only way to be made just, to be made one with your Father again. Amen? If you don't have a Father figure, you haven't received His Son. You receive the Son to get to the Father. If you don't have a Father in this life, receive Jesus. You'll get the Father. The best Father of all. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. This is the first step. Write the vision. Write it out. Write what your vision is. Write what he's placed in your heart to do this next year. Write the dreams that he wants to come to pass. He's placed them in you for a reason. He's placed that seed, that dream in you to be birthed into the world. The world needs it. Amen? So you need to produce it. You need to get with him and come up with ways to market it, to produce it, whatever it takes. To get it out from within you and push it outside of you. Amen? There's a gift and a dream in all of us that needs to be birthed this season. Amen? Don't let it lie dormant another year. Get with God. Pray in tongues. Get in the Word of God until that dream gets bigger and bigger in your own eyes. Then write it. So the first step is write it. Make it plain upon tables that he may run who reads it. The next step is to read it. The next step is to say it. The word of God was created and written to be spoken. These were spoken words that were recorded. He expects us to now speak these words, just like he did, and watch things come to pass. So we write it, then we speak it. You write it, you read it, you say it. It won't come to pass if it's just written just like the Word of God. This Word will not come to pass unless it's spoken by His prophets on the earth. Amen? Amen. The same goes for a business plan or the vision. You write the vision, but you have to speak it. You have to give life to it through the breath of life that's in you. You have to speak life into words for them to come to pass. You write your vision, then you speak it. You're literally encouraging it now. You're bringing it to life with the breath of life that's in you. It's not, again, it's not enough to just hear it. You have to say it. It's not enough to just hear the word. You have to speak the word to see it come to pass. That he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak if you speak the vision into place in the end it will speak for itself amen if you speak your business your dream your ministry into place in the end that business dream and ministry will speak for itself amen approved of God it worketh the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. I don't have the vision. I don't have the dream yet. He says here, though it delays, wait for it. 
and it will come. He doesn't tell us to wait for something that's not coming. Amen? He tells us to wait and stay patient for things that are coming our way. Amen? They are coming your way. I have good news for you today. The blessings and promises of God are coming your way. Don't quit. Patience will bring them into your hands. Amen? Stay steady. Stay steadfast. Keep speaking the words you've been speaking in the Word of God. Amen? Don't quit. And the Bible says they will speak for themselves. You'll have your results. You'll have your dreams and your visions and your promises. If you speak them and stay faithful in speaking them, they will eventually speak to the world on your behalf and become testimonies for God Almighty. (laughs) I love that. Whatever your vision is, see it. Write it, envision it, say it. Words ignite imagination. You'll see what you say. If you say it enough, you'll start to see that business flourishing. If you speak it enough, you'll start to see that dream encompassing you. If you say it enough, you'll see it. And then it'll speak on its own. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. I love that word, surely. Definitely will come. No doubt. It definitely will come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Again, no love, no faith, no faith, no results, but faith always speaks. Faith is released through words. God said, God saw. God said, God saw that it was good. Amen? This whole earth, this whole earth, everything that was good that he called good, even us, wouldn't have been good if he didn't if he never spoke it. But now it speaks for itself, amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. It doesn't anyone get something from this message. Glory to God. Never want to close the message without giving the Holy Spirit a chance to move and minister as he sees fit. Amen. Holy Spirit, have free course in this place. Touch any heart. No unbelief leaves this place. They will not go out with any unbelief or bitterness or resentments or unforgiveness. No worry will attach themselves to them. I pray a perfect covering upon everyone here and everyone watching us on Facebook. We bless your families today. We bless your new year that's ahead. The greatest year you've ever had. I firmly believe that. The past is past and Paul the Apostle one of the greatest men who's ever lived, said this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and press forward to the prize of the high calling of God. Your best days are ahead. Don't look back this next year. New things are coming your way. New ventures, new relationships. The promises of God you've been waiting for are coming to pass. So keep on standing. Refuse to quit. God's not a quitter. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll never quit on you. Don't quit on him. Draw near to him. He's your source. He's all you need. All you'll ever need is in him. Closer you get to him, the more you'll have. Thank you for our holy hush. Holy Spirit, minister any way you see fit. Touching hearts through the internet and every heart here this morning. Any any root of bitterness that needs to be let go of. Any sorrow that needs to be extinguished. Jesus said, sorrow not. I've taken your sorrows. I've taken your griefs. You don't have to bear them in me. Cast those on Jesus right now. Don't move ahead with grief or worry. He's more than enough, and he offers to take him right now if you'll give him to him so that you don't have to bear that burden, weight, and load. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. He's our caretaker. 
So, Lord, we cast the whole of our care on you, once and for all. And we refuse to pick it up again this new year. Everything that's happened in our past, all the tests, trials, tribulations, we leave in the past now. And we enter this new year fresh, emboldened and empowered through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. Thank you for every single blessing you've bestowed on us. The ability to meet here, to drive here, for the gas, for the air, for the friends, for the fellowship, for the protection you give your saints in these last days, covered by the blood of Jesus and your faithful promise that says nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Even though accidents have stricken and have caused damage to many, the words of Jesus Christ ring true. They shall by no means hurt you. Which means you'll outlast them and be restored forthwith. We give you the praises for it. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, that we're leaving this place with you, God on earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now laugh. Laugh on purpose. Amen. You make yourself laugh. Amen. Don't wait for a comedian. You don't need anyone else but Jesus to make you laugh. Amen. And guess what? He's in you if you've received him. <laughs> we laugh in the face of doubt. We laugh in the face of trial. We laugh in the face of worry, of unbelief, of test and circumstances. Because we've been set free and he who the Son has set free is free indeed. Do you agree with that? Give him a hand clap. Thank you for being with us. We love you all. Amen.